What's up, everybody? Welcome to the next installment of the Building Savages podcast. I'm here with my co-host, my boy EP, Evan Perez. Yo, 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 yo. He's like, you you can hear me kind of raspy. You hear this this man fucking crystal clear with his new mic. <laughs> over here, we're, we're turning professionals over here with the new mic. I love it. Oh, my, yeah, man. The lighting's getting better. The backgrounds are getting better. I would... I didn't get enough time today, but soon I was like, I'm going to put like a building beast poster in the background. I'm really yeah, going to start doing this shit. The backgrounds fucking matter. Like I have to like tilt my bookcase so you can see all the books I got like because like, I'm an intelligent human being. Like you want to see all the books I got going on back over there. It's like ESPN, man. Like you start seeing the books and be like, oh, I got to get that book. It's the same thing with those guys like on the TV and shit. So yeah. Uh, yeah and wait, you know what was dope? Like as um, it's all the little things that over time we're just going to get naturally better at like the sound and the video mm-hmm. um i like that we didn't we we spoke about this before but just like this is just fucking do it let's just create the content and just let it turn into production wide whatever is going to turn into over time exactly. and i think i think now we're kind of at that point like now it's like really routine for us that we know that we're going to record this every day at this time whatever blah 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 so like we now it's a part to where it's regular that it's it's a part of our schedule now before we were adjusting to it now Mm -hmm. it's like this is a part of my schedule and 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 it's funny like it's really that three month mark with anything like when you really habitually do something for three months now it's like if you don't do it it's missing oh 100 and it it felt like just like anything else like those first couple like those first two months three months it felt weird to have it on the schedule. And like, even though I was ex- always excited to talk, and I know you feel the same way. It was just like, it wasn't like, oh shit, I got to talk today. It's like, oh, like I have to like bring my game. So it was like, yeah. it was, it was kind of like almost nerve wracking, even though we're just talking to each other. But now it's kind of like a natural thing. We're like, bro, I'm ready to fucking talk. Let's go yeah. ahead. I already did a little bit of research on what I want to talk, what we're talking about today. Let's get it. Hell yeah, bro. And speaking of topics, I brought up to EP, I was like, um, I really want to speak to you about conditioning and Evan is, is someone that I, I really enjoy the brain that he views about conditioning and work capacity and just how he views fitness period. But I, I feel like um, conditioning has been a, a buzzword as of, as of lately, mm-hmm. at, at least in, in my scope of what I see. Um, and I think a lot of people correlate conditioning with quote unquote hit training or just crazy workouts that are gruesome and just get your heart rate up and that make you feel like you're gonna die yep yeah and I... that is the complete total opposite of what conditioning is and and um as everyone know there's different ways to condition your body because it's going to depend on what you need conditioning for and exactly. that's what that's what our topic is going to be covering today yeah conditioning i mean you know how it is like some people just want to die and then they're just thinking conditioning people correlate conditioning with hit training and stuff like that so conditioning to me the way i really look about it is performing i really look at it as a as a form of being able to do what i want when i want when i want to do it if i had a double day and like i'm just like fuck like i want to go ahead and just go for a run and clear my head i'm going to go for a run and i'm going to run a mile and not have a problem with it i want to be able to run like a seven minute mile whenever the fuck i want but the thing is is that i train up to it by installing that into my programs so i feel like a lot of people don't necessarily know like the differences between like the 
the ways. So like there's three phases of um, your energy systems. So I really focus on that. Okay. Oxidative is that long lasting conditioning lasts from like what? Three, three to like an hour, three yeah. minutes, to like an hour, whatever like that. That's like your marathon runners. That's like yep. their fucking thing right there. That's oxidative. Then you have glycolic, which is like between 60 uh, after a minute, between a minute and three minutes, sort of around yep. there. That's and more that like that system sucks. That system sucks <laughs> so bad. That system, that system's like actual conditioning. That's yeah. like hit, and that's like um strongman circuits. That's like constantly moving at a very high pace. Um, but you also have to has to have to um last in that. Yeah. So it's a very long system, and like it's like doing the airdyne bike for like um two minutes straight at like a 75% intensity, and it doesn't sound bad. At 75% intensity, but it fucking sucks being at 75% intensity to like maybe like 80, 90 for like that through like minute to like five minute span of time. It's long. Um, the last one is your um ATP. 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 Yeah. I forget like uh I don't know the whole the whole I forget the whole fucking thing, but yeah. ATP is like your fucking short, fast sprinter. These are like those big motherfuckers who sprint 100 meters as quickly as they can. And your glycolic is probably more like your CrossFit without adding in like the long runs. Yeah. Like that's kind of like what that looks like. So trading all these like in the span of your week um, has to come from figuring out where to plug and play. That's how I kind of look at it. And having all of them can help you build the work capacity to recover faster, to be able to do the things that you want to do. Um to not be tired when you fucking go up the stairs. So I like to I like to think about conditioning as um being able to perform anytime, any place, anywhere, and having a high level to do that. Um so the way I do it, I mean I'll have a day where I'm sprinting. I'll train and I'll sprint one day. I have jujitsu a couple times a week. So I'm gonna those are my both my glycolic and my oxidative because I have to be able to have both. But when you perform and stuff like that, a lot of times like you're doing them all. So like other than running, but like when you're doing jujitsu, like you have to be fast at the point. You have to have conditioning to be able to move at a certain at a certain pace. You also have to be able to last like fucking five, six rounds with people. So it's a mix of everything. Um, I'll have an oxidative day um, when I'm training too. And a good way to that I like to add oxidative to like conditioning or actual training is um, I do long tempos. So like, this is something that we used to do at LSU where we'll do like 60 seconds of just like one, two, three, one, yep. two, three, where squats and stuff like that. Um, that really gives you like that time under tension, but also builds that, that conditioning base. And then you'll have like the fucking glycolic system, like throughout the fucking, that's your regular hit and your regular condition. Those are super easy. Those are people, those are what's convenient. Um, but yeah, that's how I kind of look at it. I know, I know I went a little bit of a tangent, but I love fucking conditioning. I hate running. So I find ways to kind of mix and match a little bit more um, cohesively to the way that I enjoy conditioning. It's just not long runs. It's just not fucking dying. It's um, being able to perform at a high level, but not killing yourself. Cause at the time, at, at the end of the day, if you're killing yourself when you're conditioning, you're not really getting that much better at anything. Yeah. Cause you have to progress and stuff. You, you, you have to progress and you're beating yourself to the ground and there's no way to recover from that. So you just have to think about it like that. That's how I think about it. So in terms of, if I'm listening to how your training is, your goal for your training would be what? Oh, uh, so right now my goal is to compete in, in jujitsu. 
Um, but also like I'm trying to train for a high rocks. So it's kind of confusing and kind of hard and I'm still learning from it. But what I'll do, I guess I'll, I'll introduce it to like how I do it throughout the week. Monday, Monday's a strength day and I'll mix in some sprints. Uh, Tuesdays is just jujitsu. Cause after that, after training and sprints and then jujitsu on Tuesday, I'm fried. Wednesday is my long day. And that's also why I need that much conditioning that like that time frame to recover. So like I'm doing jujitsu in the morning. I'm running at least two miles midday and I'll have a little bit of strength, but it's like accessory work just to kind of like hit the points that I didn't hit. Like some lateral lunges, some core work, some grip work, shit like that. I'll do a whole bunch of push-ups and shit. Um, then I'll have Thursday completely off because recovery is the most important thing. If you don't think it is, you're an idiot. Friday is uh, strength and jujitsu, no gi. So that's also a double day just because I need it. And then Saturday, I might run. That's like depending. I might run. I might not. I might have another day off. It depends on how the week went. And then Sunday, I'll do high rock specific conditioning. So I'll make sure I'll run. I'll probably run between two to three miles and then I'll mix in like any of the high rocks like training stuff. That's how my week looks. It does sound very hectic, but I'm also like in bed by like eight or nine o'clock. Like I sleep all my hours. I make sure my nutrition yeah. is on point and stuff like that. But that's how my training looks because I'm training for two things at once. Now, in in terms of your fitness goals, you're pretty much, would you consider this like cross training to a degree? I would consider it cross training to a degree. And I think it's it's something that I learned to enjoy and something that's helped me become like, change my the way my body looks and the way my body feels like from the time I was like 28 to now just because like you know how it is like people think like you're gaining muscle and you're conditioning and you're running so much there's no way you can build muscle and run at the same time yeah. and I found that that's fucking you should always be conditioning even if you're bulking you know I mean because you need that fucking that conditioning base to recover quicker to be able to perform more I think people misalign that because they think it's two separate things but cross training, cross training is the way to go in terms of just overall health. And especially as we're getting older, it helps with like, I mean, blood pressure, um, your prevents cardiovascular disease, you know, all the basic list, but your health markers, my, just, your, just your normal health markers. So yeah, I think it is cross training if anything. And just because I'm trying to do, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm trying to do two things at once. Like I have to be smart with it. I have to be very, very smart with it. I try. Yeah, and, I, and I'm asking these questions because I agree that all this is a conditioning and your goal is specifically kind of like you want to be well-rounded in yeah. shape. So yeah. it's like Evan wants to be strong, but he doesn't want to just go so far strong that he doesn't have an aerobic base, but he wants to make sure he has muscular endurance and all of these. So that's why I'm just kind of like trying to... Yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty much for people listening in on like what's your goals for yourself, because then they can get a better view on what conditioning looks like, because your conditioning style is a very I want well-rounded fitness and I'm yeah. training for combat at the same time. 100 percent. I think. Yeah, I just want to be I mean, I just want to be a fucking savage. just like you want to yeah. be. And the only way to be a savage and being beast is to be able to do anything that you want to do whenever the fuck you want to do it. And just like that availability, that's the main word is having the availability to do the things that you enjoy. Yeah. I don't enjoy running. I'm going to tell you that fucking right now, but the running does help kind of my mental state and it does kind of help build that oxidative base. And it is part of the high rock. So 
hits all the markers that I need to hit. Um, but yeah, right now my main goal isn't building a shit ton of muscle. It's just being a well-rounded athlete and a well-rounded person. But once I go back into muscle, I'm still going to be running. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to be doing all these things because I need to have, I need to have that base to be able to do the sports that I enjoy. So I think people need to understand it is a lot to do all thing all those things at once, but it does, trust me, it, 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 it will just, you'll kind of get used to it and it will all blend together. And yeah, I kind of want to stay there too. Cause, um, that, that I look at as conditioning for someone who wants, um, well-rounded fitness, but I also is as crazy as this might sound like a power lifter is conditioned for power lifting, if yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. in terms of when I'm looking at, so when I'm just using the word like, all right, we're going to do conditioning today. Mostly when we're looking at conditioning, we're looking at it in, in most people in terms of speaking is they're, they're kind of looking at it in the well-rounded fitness approach as they mm-hmm. should be. They should yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like when I speak to, you know, people that are on other ends of the spectrum, you can be someone who has really good aerobic fitness and some decent strength, but you might not be conditioned to do heavy lifting all the time. Like your body is literally not in a state that can handle and adapt to that stimulus of training all the time. Now, granted, this is one end of the spectrum as the other end of the spectrum would just be, super aerobic based mm-hmm. so i look at power lifters as um power lifters are even people who are on the spectrum of just pure strength work their body is conditioned to use those loads at that level at a high threshold amount weekly yeah they're yeah. they just don't have a lot of aerobic fitness to carry them over in more well-rounded fitness um training but dude you take someone who doesn't lift heavy and you actually can load them pretty decently for three rounds and they're shot yeah 100 four rounds five rounds they're shot so when you look at someone that's like a power lifter and it's like they're doing three to five rounds of heavy of this work then they move on to this other variation of work where they're doing another three to five rounds of heavy work then another exercise a lot of power lifters typically do three variations of something or two variations of something in training. And it's just very heavy poundage over and over that their nervous system has to get conditioned to. Oh, hundred percent. And I think it's the, it's the, the difference between having the work capacity and having the conditioning to do it. Yeah. It's like, you have to have a, a certain work capacity to do that over and over and over again in a certain amount of time, like, at a certain amount of pace at a certain amount of poundage. And it's the same thing with like the work capacity to be able to run and condition and do all this stuff on the other end of the spectrum. So, and what, what and I know you're going to get to it, but like, what's interesting is that if you start blending together, the guys who are over here on the left side of just powerlifting mm-hmm. and then start building an aerobic base, they're be able to condition more and do more because they're recovered more here. But sure. that are fucking over here that are just running, once they start actually getting into lifting, they'll be able to run faster because they actually have more strength and more push off to do the stuff. So all fucking Yeah, up. so so each side definitely um can play off of the other side for sure. I I I guess the the point that I'm trying to make for a lot of people in terms of conditioning is like 
like understand your goal so you know how to condition that makes yeah. sense if yeah. i'm in a phase where it's all heavy training work then i need to be able to adapt to the training load that comes with me training heavy all the time mm-hmm. so that means my cns has to my CNS has to be conditioned in a way for heavy lifting that allows me to produce a lot of volume in that area of training. So now it can adapt me to getting stronger the way that I'm trying to get stronger. Granted, my aerobic conditioning is going to suffer, but you know, your goal for this is I'm in really heavy lifting mode for the next three months. So I want my body to adapt to this. Same thing with like running, like let's say someone who wants to train for a marathon you have to condition yourself to be able to deal with the running load of how much you need to run now. So some, something just like for, for runners, for someone who's not used to running, you don't even get to the aerobic part first because you have to deal with the ground impact of your feet constantly touching the floor. And chances are your feet and your ankles and your tibias and your knees and shit, they're just going to be very fatigued because they're not used to that um, consistent load or, ground impact of that motion so it takes a conditioning of you doing the same thing over time which is going to be like an adaptation to allow you to now become a runner i see it a lot for uh, people who start jump roping you start if you're we're we're good at jump roping at this point because we've been doing it so long but the first thing that happens in people who who are new to jump roping is the cats are sore for like a week oh my god crazy so, so like you literally have to condition your calves to continue to jump in that motion over and over. And and that's the point that I'm just kind of trying to make with conditioning is um primarily when we're talking about conditioning, we are speaking of well-rounded fitness. So we're trying to train all systems. We're trying to train our glycolytic. We're trying to train our ATP system. We're trying to train our oxidative slash aerobic system. But when we start looking at specifics of certain goals, conditioning, which I guess I'm putting an asterisk next to like adaptation is like, we need to adapt our body and condition our body to the style of training that we're divulging into. And this is getting a little more into specifics because a lot of who we're talking to, even though we talk to a lot of people, we are talking to our clientele and we work with a lot of general population with some athletic and um, specific, you know, groups on the side of that. But primarily we're talking to a lot of general pop. So our view of conditioning is kind of being like well-rounded fitness. We're attacking a little bit everything. So our style of conditioning is very much um, strength, muscular endurance, with some aerobic work in there so our training styles reflect that but if i'm a powerlifting coach i know that i have to get this person's training to adapt to lifting heavy all the time that takes time like you being under the barbell even though it doesn't play much in your overall fitness but in terms of literally just strength you're gonna have to be under the barbell a lot and your neck from or or I should say your traps, that takes some adjustment. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're not used to holding a bar on your back all the time, your traps are very sore. Your upper mm-hmm. back is very sore. Like these are things that we kind of forget just from doing it so long and not really feeling it, or even just like callus and stuff like that. Um 
I don't really get callous so much today like that. Like my hands are just kind of how they are at this point. I don't really recreate new stuff unless I'm recreating new shit that I haven't done already. But holding a barbell or whatever like that, like I'm like kind of fine at this point. Yeah. Um, my calluses heavy have clean. Been, yeah. My, yeah. my calluses have just become my fucking hands. Like they're just, yeah. And then um and now heavy kettlebell cleans that's becoming like a new motion for my hand so it cut the fuck out of my hand like the other day doing like heavy heavy cleans and doing that on a consistent like rep basis and i'm like oh that's something my hand's gonna have to get adjusted to now yeah i mean i come from doing shit ton ton of deadlifts with with no gloves and or no straps for a very long time my hand got used to that grip there but now with that spin of this heavy kettlebell and that powder coat on my hands it's like oh Okay, I have to condition my hands to to use this type of work, or even like um, bring bringing it back to kettlebells, conditioning my forearms to deal with that impact of the the bell hitting my hand all the time. That shit's trash, bro. I, that yeah, shit. That's trash. a learning curve that I forget about sometimes that I've been through. Granted, mm-hmm. I catch it a lot better today, but even if you do catch it really good, that's still a new feeling for you. And that bell, it's no matter how soft you're rolling it on your wrist, it's still hitting your wrist at the end of the day. It's still hitting your forearm. So a lot of people, oh, my, my shit is sore. And it's just like, I tell them like, that's just something that kind of comes with it that overall you won't feel it in time, but yeah. you're new to it. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're jump roping, you're new to it. Your calves are going to, and your calves and your feet are going to have to deal with this until it's not an issue. Someone who's new to boxing, you got to condition your hands to continue to hit something uh, and in boxing workouts you could be throwing 500 to, to 2,000 punches in one workout yeah. that's a lot for your arms and your hands to deal with whether you're shadow boxing or whether you're hitting a target or whether you're hitting a bag so it's like all of these things you kind of start looking at like wow my my body has to get conditioned for so many different levels of work mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it gets interesting yeah, it's a, I mean, you you kind of hit that nail over the head. It's just, it's building the callus. It's being able to do something repeatedly over and over again until yeah. you get to it and like being uncomfortable with the fact that that happens. It's like, I was talking to somebody this morning in jujitsu, like his feet were all fucked up. And it's the yeah. thing in jujitsu, like everybody's feet gets fucked up the first couple of months. And he told me, it was like, bro, when does it, how does it get better? I was like, bro, it gets better after a while, but like, it's going to fucking hurt. And it's just, like, used to sliding on the ground, being on the ground, moving your feet and stuff like that. And like, you're going to get rips, cuts and all that shit. Now I don't have any because I just yeah. I'm used to it. And it's the same thing. So, <laughs> and the jump rope reminded me of how, how I built callus doing the jump rope. I used to jump rope barefoot with, with a thin rope. That shit taught me real fucking quick. God damn, dude. How to fucking not, how, how to jump the fucking rope real quick. And now I just can't, now I can't jump, now I can jump rope without, without shoes on, but bro. Wow. Why teach yourself how to jump rope? Anybody listening to me, don't do it. But like, if you want to learn learn real quick, like get a fucking speed rope and jump rope barefoot. No fucking joke. Even like right in between, like the fucking big toe, like that right there. That's a new pain. That's a fucking new pain. But uh, those speed ropes are a bitch, dude. Those speed ropes are a bitch. You you start, you start getting cocky and shit. You're like, oh, I got it, I got it. Bang. and it's just like it, you just turn red and you get fucking mad. But um, but yeah, it's just it's different form. Sorry, spider. Um, it's just like different forms of 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 building your conditioning base. I like I like how we're kind of using the word conditioning a little bit differently. I'm think I'm taking it as a firm of as yeah. a 
fitness and you're taking it as a form of like building endurance for doing the things that you want to do specifically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, it, it, it's, I think it's, it's losing. It's, it's conditioning isn't losing itself, but people kind of mix it up because they don't know the right terminology for the word. Um, but being able to be conditioned is being able to do something over and over repeatedly at a high effort. And, and that's, that's the funny part of what we're saying. Like we're both mentioning repeatability. Yeah, exactly. We're that's both exactly what is what. So without, it's, we're literally yeah. saying the same thing. It's just a perspective of how you're looking at it. Exactly. So that's why I actually like is your style of training, cross training. Would you consider it that at least? Um, because it's like you're hitting so many different fields of training. Yeah. Because yeah. this your your goal is for overall fitness, and you're training a skill which is combat exactly. and jujitsu. So it's like, oh, this makes sense that your conditioning style is this way. But yeah. you've also came from, I lifted heavy for a long period of time in my life. I've done Muay Thai for a period of my life. I've done this type of, I've done high rock training for this time. So your body is adapted to a lot of different stimuluses to where some of those growing pains in, in a lot of these different avenues, you yeah. wouldn't deal with today. You yeah. just deal with the pains of what comes from hard training and consistency and shit like that. I think for, for, for people, you can either take it one or two ways if you're new to the fitness world is you can do it the way that I'm doing it where I'm trying to be a well-rounded like overall athlete and overall performer for myself, or you can be specific for a while. I mean, build the strength up that you need to, you need to callous yourself for the heavy loads and build the work capacity to do that stuff and build the mental fortitude that you need to do that. And maybe take a little span into fucking running and build the callus that you need to get used to your your tips being on fucking fire, get used to having your lungs feeling like it's burning and getting used to running the distances that you need to run. And then all these will mix up eventually, or you can just all hit them all at once. And that's where it becomes interesting. It's where specifically do your goals lie and what do you need to do to reach your goals? Yeah. Are you hitting all of them because you just want to knock them all out because even though your goal is something else or you stick to that, but you kind of like, don't forget about the other things. I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice if you're going to be specific. And I think you are going to have to sacrifice. The, but the also the other thing is if you do everything at once, you're going to progress slower in the long run. With So not saying you won't get strong, but you won't get as strong if you just focus all your chips on to getting strong. Exactly. Not saying you won't build good aerobic capacity, but you're not going to build as much aerobic capacity capacity is if you just primarily just focus only on aerobic capacity so when you're playing that of just trying to balance out a little bit of everything that's what comes with it 100 percent, 100 percent. and I, I i i get and i i start to feel that and my training has like i've backed down a little bit on the strength stuff and i've taken like just like one day and it's just it's a lot it's a lot. Yeah. So you have to manage your stress. You have to manage your recovery just to make sure that you're still growing. But it is a slower process, 100%. If you want to be specific, be specific in game. But for me, I think right now, mentally, like I enjoy having to do all this stuff and bouncing around just because it doesn't, it's not a bad stress. I enjoy the challenge of doing it all that fucking once. Yeah. I just fucking do. I mean, I think. And it's I just love this conversation we're having now because it's like, and and it is good. I'm gonna bring up because I trained Ashley and we had Ashley in the coaching group before. Yeah. So I helped Ashley get ready for the high rocks. Um, she shaved her time ten minutes, which was dope from her Ashley. original high rocks. Um, but then we were like, and Ashley's just one of those like she's into fitness, so she's like, she's 
she's on a newer aspect of it in terms of her journey because she's probably like three years in. Yeah. Um. So she's exposed to a lot. So after the high rock, she was just like, "Yeah, I really just want to grow my legs. Like, I I just wanted to fucking just dedicate in some getting some big ass legs." Cool. I said, "Okay." Now with that being this, we're gonna train legs at this frequency, but all that conditioning shit and that we was doing just kind of goes out the window right now. Like, cause that's not our focus. Mm-hmm. You know. So now you put yourself in this frame of understanding like my well-roundedness is going to suffer a little bit for the time being but it's with the intention that i'm living in this phase now and that's what starts to happen over time like evan came from many phases where he was just kind of all in Mm -hmm. in one direction he saw over time like okay well i picked up what i needed from this area i picked up what i needed from this area now at the phase of where you are in your training today it's like you're efficient in a lot of things and you just kind of want to stay that way and just improve your efficiency this way together. Exactly. Cause you don't, you don't feel like you need to, you don't feel like you're so weak to where it's like, all right, I really need to dedicate just three months of strength training right now. Or um, you don't feel like you're so deconditioned where it's like, I just need to do all conditioning work right now and just kind of, or aerobic work right now and just kind of lay down on the strength. You're pretty, happy with where everything is going and you don't mind playing the game of just letting everything slowly build together at the same time now on my end i'm like on the end of i actually don't really want to lift heavy that often i'm probably doing it like once a week if i'm being honest with you everything else is kind of coming with me like like we spoke about before increasing my um my repeatability and my conditioning and i'm throwing in one day where i'm doing like um agility drill work and sprint work mm-hmm. and i'm like two weeks in with it right now i'm about to be on my third week um i want to hit it probably sometime later this week or early this weekend and i'm like this is where i'm at with mine now i'm like i get my fix of lifting heavy or whatever blah 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 but i have a good strength base if anything a well above strength base for what i need right now i can start channeling my training into working on more of that work capacity, repeatability, muscle endurance, and aerobic capacity work. That's primarily where I'm at, aerobic capacity and muscular endurance type work. My first day doing sprints, my fucking tibias, like my hip flexors, hamstrings, all of that shit was sore. Not even like workout sore. You know that sore like you haven't moved like this in a while sore. Yeah, like why like why can't I bend my knee type sore? Like, like walk, it was just different. Yep. Second oh second week I went into it, didn't feel the same way that I felt the first week. So I'm already starting to adapt to that new yeah. stimulus. And it's stuff that I did in the past. So mm-hmm. my body will start to recognize it a little sooner than if it was completely brand new to me. Yeah. So I now think- this third week coming in and this fourth week coming in and three months in, it's just like oh shit like my body is comfortable doing this again yeah for so i think i think everything has a callus what was the callus for you to be like i need to start working on my on my work capacity my the high rocks uh, that was and, the immediate immediate the high rocks yeah i think the strain me- stuff wasn't an issue I, I felt good but it was just like how long it took me to recover Mm-hmm. Um and how long it took me to get between stations because of how long it was taking me to recover from the stations. Yeah, and then trying to run while you're trying to recover. Exactly. Like using the the run as a recovery. Like people use runs for recovery is just insane to me. And the the aerobic base that you need to have to use a run for a recovery is just insane. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, everybody, like for me, my catalyst was like, I felt like I was completely out of shape and I couldn't run a mile. And then I tried to run a mile and it took me like 13 minutes. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like a callus that like burns into your brain and you're just like, so not mad at yourself, like as a negative way, but just like, I can do better. You know what I mean? And I think that, that, that was the same thing for, it was the same thing for you. There's a callus moment where you start realizing that I need to refocus my, my, my efficiency somewhere else because I'm good here. You know I mean, you start seeing where your weakness, you really start seeing where your weaknesses are. And that's where um, we talked about before starting to add competitions or challenges into your life to see what you're capable of and seeing what you're lacking. You're never going to see where your where your weak is or where your weaknesses are if all you focus is on your strength. For sure. So I would. Yeah. So I think sooner or later, you're just going to have to try. I mean, if if you're I mean, I'm not going to be like so structured but like if you're struggling to run a mile like at any point and you think you're and you like you think you're fit and you think you're strong try to run a mile and you can't run a mile like in 10 minutes i think we have an issue yeah you have an issue so i think that's a weakness i mean i was <laughs> this fucking guy this pissed me off and this is why i'm gonna actually run more so i did a high rocks conditioning uh the other day and starting off with a buy-in for two mile for a 15 minute run for a 15 minute run i wanted for me, like my goal is to run two miles in 15 minutes, which I did. Um, but uh but uh I had a guy chase me down the whole way. Like this guy, he was a track athlete before. So he was chasing me down the whole way. We got our first mile in in like less than seven, like probably like six forty. We got our first mile in. And then running back, I was just, bro, I don't have I can't sustain that pace. And that pissed me off because like he blew me out the water. He finished like in twelve and it took me like almost all fifteen to do two. And I was still happy that I did too, but like that, like burns in my fucking head. Like I can't let that shit happen. <laughs> let that shit happen, especially like if I'm going to do the high rocks. Like yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep a six minute pace or a seven minute pace the whole time. But then be able to like maintain a pace consistently the whole time and be able to recover while doing it is super important to me. So that's a, I'm gonna start running a little bit more and start racking up my my mileage like weekly. So I have how to did you out. how did you literally improve your running? Like like what was the structure that you did or the mindset game plan? So for me, I started running before I lifted because I still needed to lift. Um, so I just I just can't get that past my mind. But I did take sacrifices and understanding that my lifts would be shit, and I would have to control that that urge to like destroy myself. Um, not in a negative way, but you know how yeah. I'm saying. But yeah, um, so what I would do is I would just run as long as I could. If I ran like a quarter, cool. I ran a quarter, then I walked. I walked another quarter, then I ran a quarter. I walked a quarter. Then sooner or later, it became a half. Then I walked a quarter. So like I just started adding like like maybe like twice a week. I still did jujitsu. I still train. Um, maybe like twice a week, I would just add like another another quarter. So like I would do like let's just say like I ran a quarter. A half like i would make sure it would be a mile let's just say it's a full mile okay that's what i was gonna ask my like so i would make sure like, my, first month, yeah. now, my first my, my first couple of weeks were just a mile got I would it run a quarter i would walk a quarter i would run a quarter i would walk a quarter just something like that to kind of build and then in two weeks i would be like all right i'm gonna try the half then quarter then run a half and then maybe a quarter whatever the math is and stuff like that then sooner or later that started becoming all right run a whole mile all right, let's see how that looks. Let's see one more time. Okay, let's add another quarter. So I started racking those up as I went along and started tracking. I wasn't I wasn't looking at my time, really looking at my time. I just wanted to know where I was just a, around so I could understand what pace was and how I can maintain my pace. But sooner or later, those 
those quarters became like two miles at a time, like two or three times a week. And then sooner or later, those fucking two miles became like five Ks twice a week, like in Texas heat. So I started just adding mileage. So I've made sure what, what my goal was really was for the first month or so. All right. I need to get in three miles. Got it. A week. Next one was four, so on and so forth. But I never went above 5K. And I can run, I, I ran like five, like four before I ran five. I'll probably, I'm good with not running any past five. I don't want to. But um, that's how, that's how I build up my, my running base. I now, you, um, how did that feel on your body? Like, how was your ankles, your knees, your low back? Like, how well, was stuff in like the beginning, that? In the beginning, it was really tough. It really started affecting my low back. This guy do have low back issues. Um, but changing my shoes helped out a lot making sure I prioritize my recovery. Um, I have like fake at fake Normatex that help my knees out. So I get some blood flow that way. Um, but in the beginning it was really, really hard to maintain that, that kind of that mileage, but thank God I did it slow. I didn't just like fucking ram the fucking wall and stuff yeah, like that. Which um, is smart. Yeah. So I didn't ram the, I didn't go through the fucking wall, but it was really hard. I don't, luckily I don't have any, any lower body issues. It's more my shoulders. So I don't have any knee or stuff like that. Every now and then I'll have like a little knee pain, but then I started teaching myself how to, you have to like kind of like pay attention to how you run, right? So I started noticing that like my my left foot starts to externally rotate too much and mm. then it gets pressure in my knee. So I started actually running, okay, kind of like, um, uh, what you call it, a- internally rotate. So I'll make sure I'll like, I'll pay attention to it. Like yeah. turn my whole foot in. Like the only thing I really feel now when I'm running is my hamstrings and my and my glutes. I don't feel oh, my knees. Good. I don't feel my my quads just because I started paying attention to I run. But it's really hard for people who don't understand mechanics to like look at how they run physically and then change it. But it took me a while. Um, but now nowadays it doesn't doesn't really bother me. And especially because when I started to run, I was like 170, and I dropped down to all the way to 145, and like it felt fucking easy. Now 155 right now, and it does still no pain, nothing like that. You know what's so interesting? Like, for some reason, when it comes to running, people feel like they should just try to run as hard as they can for as long as they can. But when it comes to lifting heavy, for the most part, there's still some idiots out there. But for the most part, people just like, oh, no, that's too heavy. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so it's sure. like, why don't you approach the same thing when it comes to like sprinting and any type of running? Like your body's not going to be prepared to go a full out yeah. effort. Because that's what it is. That not like you're judging, you're judging by the effort that you can deliver. And if you're new to this thing, you can't give out full effort. And and honestly, this is the issue that I had before in my training. Um, I used to be a very fast sprinter when I was younger. And, you know, powerlifting and everything that I was doing, naturally, I wasn't sprinting over time. So every time I was like, I want to get back to sprints, I would try to do 100% effort. And then I kept pulling my hamstring. Yeah. So, and you're looking at it like it's sprints. But then when you really sit here and think about it, like sprints is one of the most aggressive movements that you can possibly do on the body. Mm -hmm. You have to work at 50%, 60%, build your way up to where now you can start doing 80% effort because now you're building up your joints and your tendons and your muscles to handle this type of stress at a high intensity for a sprint. If you're trying to do a max out sprint off the rip, your hamstrings don't have that elasticity for that. Yeah. No, that that fucking all your tissues will be fucking blown 
up. And and I experienced that like that little oh shit the bottom of my hands. And it wasn't like it was any like full out blown tears, but it was enough that hindered you. Yeah. And I, I felt like that pull in my in my calves and shit like that. So that's why this time around when I was like no, I'm going to do this shit the right way. And I'm kind of like approaching it how you were talking about what you're running, which I'm going to start doing a lot of what you're saying with that. But it's just like, I'm not going to do a max out effort sprint. I'm going to give myself 60% effort. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this rest period. And then I'm going to do another 60% effort. And I'm going to build up my work capacity to allow that elasticity and that effort to be built in my hamstrings and calves and glutes to be able to do an all out sprint without yeah. my body feeling like it's going to strain itself yeah my question to you is how long is your sprint like how like this is wise um i've been doing 50 yard sprints right now so like, like, i've been I, going I, to like a um a turf field give or take and it was some fucking cleats like old like the old days <laughs> uh, so i uh it's it, it and i get that because I, I recently like messed up my hamstring doing the sprints after taking a little bit of time off of of running and stuff like that and same thing happened i was like all right i'm just gonna go and i fucking did it but something that i'm learning too is i mean a lot of times you don't you don't damage yourself until you hit the top end speed which is probably yeah. like 25 like it should be around 20 to 25 yards ish and once you hit that top end and you start slowing down then sometimes usually that happens but that's why i was going to ask you how far it was but but yeah i think something for me too and especially as i get older it's like when I do sprints, I'll do like 15 sprints. And it sounds like a lot, but like I'll do like 50, mm-hmm. 60, 70, 80. So realistically, I'm probably hitting 100, like maybe like five times. And then if I, and I always time myself, if I start slowing down to almost two seconds, like from my highest, from from like that 100%, I'm done. Because it's about the effort that you that you give. And even though you want to give more effort to doing more sprints and being able to build that base, you're also like, if you're out of gas and you can't provide that much effort again, like yeah. what are you really doing? You're just damaging yourself at a certain limit. So I'll cut myself off at a certain time just to know like, all right, this is as much effort as I'm going to give. This is the top end speed that I have. I want to be able to repeat that top end speed as much as I can. And if it goes down, that means I'm done. My CNS is fried. I'm tired. I can't do anymore because then I'll start hurting myself because I'm going to try. And that's where it starts hurting. And I think to answer your question of why dumbass people or like us too, like think that we can go all out sprint without training for all out sprints is because we used to run as kids yeah we used to lift as kids so now we're cautious mm. every time people want to fucking lift they think all oh, right like i'm gonna i'm gonna hurt myself because gary from next door hurt himself deadlifting i don't want to do it but like everybody should be able to run so again we talk about availability you should have the availability to run as a fucking adult like if you have an issue fucking running a mile like this is something that you need to you need to start combating but everybody's just I can fucking run. I mean, I chase my kids all the time and go run a mile then. And then they're fucking heaving. Fuck, they're, they're heaving by the time they get to like 400 meters. You're like, holy yeah. shit. So I think that's what it is. I think it's because they think they have the availability to do it because they're walking on two legs. And sometimes, bro, if you yeah. haven't done it in a while, man, it's just going to suck. You're going to feel that shit right away. Yep. Oh, man, that was a great conversation. I like what I led into. Yes, sir, man. Again, two different, like, we took two different stances on on conditioning and it still fucking worked out exactly the way that we intended it to which is what you kind of want 
Yeah, I mean, and it at least gives gives people that that hear us different views of like how you can think about conditioning also. For sure, for sure. Hey man, as always, thank you guys for tuning in to the Build the Savages cast. We'll yes, be back yes, with yes. you next week for more heat. More heat and I'll more perspective. I'm gonna have a mic. I'm gonna be professional. I'm gonna be like, yes, be like Terrence when I grow up. Fucking Hell yeah, bro. Backgrounds. This podcast is going places. There you go. I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a stool. And I'll have the dog here the whole time and just like looking at, at you as we go. The whole, <laughs> like, that's my background. The dog just staring. Shut, shut your mouth. And then just nah, go. You, like, you, got, yeah. you got to get your dog like a simply savage, like onesie or some shit. Yeah, like or that. no, I get him like a chain with like a wolf on it. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that <dude>. so <laughs> Expensive as shit, but that should be dope. <laughs> All right, but, All right, bro. Good talking oh, to you. I hope you, you guys enjoy this. Always, man. I'll catch you next week, dude. There.